All right. The Lord was speaking to me out of Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 18, he says, uh, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Doesn't matter what your situation is, he'll fix it. But then he says in verse 19, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And the Lord said to me, you know what? One of the problems that we have is um, with those two words, willing and obedient. We come to God and we go, God, you said you'd fix this. You said you'd do this. You said you'd take care of my needs. You said you'd do this and that. And God says, well, there's two criteria to be willing and obedient. And I find people are really good at one and not the other. Like some people are really good at being obedient. Okay, God, I'll do this. I'm not happy about it, but I'll do it, you know. It's like the kid that's, you know, at the table and he keeps standing up and jumps around and everything else. And the mum says, just sit there. And it's like, I may be sitting on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> you know, and that's how we are with God. Okay, I'm doing this, but I'm not willing. And Jonah was a good example of that. You know, God said, go to Nineveh and do this. And he said, no. And he didn't run away from God. He ran away from what God was telling him to do. And there's a big difference there. And there's a lot of people in the world who, you know, they're not in church today. They're not in things. They're actually not running away from God. They're actually running away from what God asked them to do. They actually still believe in God. They probably even still pray. But they don't like what God asked them to do, and so they run away. They're not willing or obedient. And that was Jonah. And Jonah got to the point where he was obedient. Yeah, it took a fish to swallow him with three days in the valley and uh, spat him out. And he went, and he went into Nineveh, and he preached repentance. And then he went and sat up on the hill. Why? So the, what's the repentance? No, to watch God destroy the city. He was obedient, but he wasn't willing. He didn't like the Ninevites. He hated that much. He said, I will do what God says. I'll tell them to repent, but I'm going to sit up on the hill and watch God destroy it. And then when God didn't destroy them, he got upset. And I think this is how we are. We go, God says do this, so we go and do something, and we're obedient, but inside we're not really willing. We're not really keen on doing it. I don't like doing this. I don't like going into this job. I don't like talking to that person. I don't like whatever it is God's asking you to do. You may be obedient in it, but are you willing? Do you do it with a heart that says, I do this as unto the Lord. I go into my workplace and I serve there as unto God. I talk to this person as unto God. I mean, there are people out there evangelizing in the streets. They're doing it out of obedience, not doing it because they're willing. But there are some people who are willing, who, you know, they're willing to do anything God says, just not that. You know, they love to worship God, they love to pray, they love to push into Him, but they don't do anything. It's like a willingness and a lack of obedience. Probably less people that way, it's more people who are obedient in the church, but less willing. Let me tell you how long it takes you to get willing. About three seconds. Because you see, when you surrender your will, 
yeah? When you surrender your will, to become willing is a choice. I can remember working in a job while we were pastoring and, and I used to hate going into work. I'd go in there and I'd do my job and I'd come home and I'd be miserable and then Dale would get upset with me and the kids would be upset because the whole house would be miserable because while I was doing what God asked me to do in that place, I wasn't willing. I remember when I started my current job, I thought, God, to remember to stay willing. Because you see, I love to preach. God made me to preach. It's what I do. I, I, get, I get fired up preaching. I mean, I remember working in one job and I'd sit there, I think I told you this before, but I'd sit there work all day and, and I'd achieve things and get things done. And at the end of the day, I used to feel tired and worn out. And then at night, I would go and lecture in this Bible college for like two hours, you know, finishing at 9, 30, 10 o'clock or whatever it was. And I would come out and I'd be absolutely pumped. Because with one, I was just obedient but not willing. The other one, I was obedient and willing. Yeah? It's a choice. So now when I go into my job, I go in there willing. I go in going, God, what are you doing here today? What are you doing in my world today? I want to get alongside it and I want to do it not just out of obedience. I want to be a willing participant of whatever you're doing. Does God have your will? He may have your obedience, but does he have your will? Because that's when you get to eat the best of the land. That's when the good things come your way. So if you're saying, I've got things in my life and God's not meeting my needs or you know, these things I'm not getting breakthrough on, there's nothing happened, how's your will? Are you doing what God's asked you to do? Are you being where he's placed you to be, but you're gritting your teeth while you do it? Oh yeah, I'm here, I'm doing this, yes, I'm smiling, see? Like a ventriloquist talking through a dummy. I'm all good. We've got to get willing. Because in your will is the breakthrough. When you surrender your will to him and you say, I'm willing to do whatever you want and not just be obedient, but do it willingly with joy. So joy is a choice. Then you eat the best of the land. Then you see breakthrough. Yeah? Let's just close our eyes a minute. I want you to just take your circumstances and take them before God. And just think, have you been obedient? Have you done what he's asked you to do? If you've stopped hearing God's voice, then have you done the last thing he asked you to do? But not just that, are you willing? Do you do it out of sufferance? Do you do it out of endurance? Do you do it because I have to do this? Or do you do it because you're willing to do whatever God asks you to do? And to do it with joy. Because remember, this is the God who took our sins and made them whiter than snow. That where we were failed, he made us pure and holy. Are we willing and obedient to do what he says? We're going to take the cracker, we're going to take the cup.
just encourage you to be in the presence of God and to take that cracker out of obedience and a surrender of your will. How are we all doing? Are we all good? I woke up this morning with just a little thought and uh, it's been whizzing around in my mind and heart since I got up and I spoke to Shara because I was like I felt it was for her to hear but it's also for the rest of us too. But I want to read to you from Hebrews chapter 12 first. Um, It says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I know what most of us know that scripture because we say it all the time about just running our race and that we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses in heaven cheering us on and the saints and those that have gone before us and they actually do engage with us and uh, they do um, speak and they do intercede for us and they do stand in the courts with us and all those things happen, that cloud of witnesses and those who have gone before us. Um, But I really, really feel that the Lord wants to just give us a bit of a kick up the pants this morning, to put it straight. And... um, it's time to run, and it's time to just, it says there, let, therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, you know, the great men and women of God, some of them famous, some of them are just, you know, sitting in their rooms praying, you know, and nobody may have ever known, but they, they're the cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on in heaven and saying, run your race, let all the things that so easily entangle and ensnare us and try to slow us down, just let them drop off. And I just feel like God wants to get that across to us today. And I'm going to say some more, but I really feel like there's a song Shara has written, and some of you may have heard it and some won't have, but um, it pretty much says it. And it's called Young Heart. But um, God restores our heart. And he says that he, um, that he will put in us a heart of flesh where our, stone, our heart has become stone. He, he restores our, our hearts, that he renews our right heart within us, David said. And so I want you to listen to this song because I want... It's like God wants to sing it over you this morning. So when she says young heart, that's us. That uh, he wants to really minister to us and to set us free and to not let those things slow us down. So I'm going to get her to sing. And I want you to just close your eyes and see Jesus singing over you like this. That this is what he wants for you today. And then I'm going to share a few other thoughts. That's all right. So just close your eyes. Let the words just rest on you. Thanks, Shara. Mama said you're a clever girl. One day you're gonna travel the world. She tucked me up in bed at night. Daddy said these gifts got gifts. Will make a difference in this world we live. It's just a young heart. I remember that. But life came in, it came in hard. It hit me down, left me scarred as I lay there in a daze. But the one inside me lifted me up. He said, baby, it's time to run. And I remember the things my mom had prayed. 
She said, young heart, keep on dreaming. Young heart, keep on believing. And one day it'll all be happening for you. Young heart, keep on going. Young heart, you're still growing. And one day you'll make your way through. Yeah, one day you will break through. So I took off running, I took off fast The road was winding and gone in a flash As I followed you through People, places, summer nights Broken hearts and backward smiles That little girl grew and grew Listen to those words she knew They said, young heart, keep on dreaming Young heart, keep on believing And one day it'll all be happening for you Oh, young heart, keep on going Young heart, you're still growing And one day you'll make your way through Yeah, one day you will break through As I was dreaming of a lights and all I've known for so long The music and the crowds in my head It got so hard to see what's inside of me Thinking that I was misled Then I'd remember what my daddy had said So that young heart kept on dreaming that young heart kept on believing and now i see it in plain view oh that young heart kept on going young heart watch me so and now i'll sing it over you oh young hearts keep on dreaming young hearts keep on believing and one day it'll all be happening for you Oh, young hearts, keep on going. Young hearts, you're gonna soar. And one day you'll make your way through. Yeah, one day you will break through. Oh, mama said you're a clever girl. One day you're gonna travel the world. Thanks, Shara. God, that's God's word to us this morning. Yeah, he wants us to run. He says, run our race and uh, it's time to run. Yeah, and um, it's so easily for uh, uh, the battle in our mind that wars with the things in our spirit to just shut us down. And I don't know if I'm the only one, but, you know, like it's like you, you know in your spirit what God wants you to do. He wants you to run, then he wants you to get out there, he wants you to share your faith. He's probably specifically told every one of you here something that you know that you're made to do or that you've got to get up in the morning and do. And yet we let the, the, thing, the battle in our head stop us from being the person that God has created us to be. 
There's a a battlefield in our mind that just wars with the things in our spirit. And today I just want to encourage you to just take that battlefield and hit it. Yeah, and then just go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stick, get out of bed in the morning. I'm going to go, God, what do you want me to do? And I'm going to do it and shut that battlefield up. Shut those things up in your mind. Just tell them to be quiet. As Philip keeps on saying, doubt your doubts. And if you know that you've got things to deal with, stop going round and round and round the mountain. Go and get some help if you need some help. Go and get, you know, deal with the things you know we need to deal with so that we can run. Because, you know, we've got this life to live And when it's done, it's done. When it's over, it's over. You know, um, some people we actually met when we were in America in Panama Beach, they had a friend that was an aerial photographer and last week his plane went down. And he was just a young man, probably in his early 30s, I think. And um, I didn't know him, but um, I was watching to see on Facebook, you know, they were calling for prayer and whether they would be able to find his plane and whether he'd be alive. And he was a Christian guy and they were really praying for him. And uh, last night we got a message on Facebook to say that they had found his plane and that he had crash-landed and died on impact. And it just brought back to me, that's what happened to my younger brother. He was 24-year-old, he loved the Lord and he, got, he was killed in a plane accident. And it just reiterated to me, we've got to run our race. We have to run our race. We get so easily entangled and ensnared by the things that the enemy throws in our path and pulls at us and the change he tries to loop around us to stop us being the people that God created us to be and we can waste. We can waste it. We can waste our day. We can waste our week. We can waste a whole year or five or ten or fifteen years and bang, it's gone. And that's why it says we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on and says, do not let the things of the world and the things the enemy wants to throw at you and the battle in our heads slow us down and stop us. Sitting here, if you know that God has spoken to you about doing something, being somewhere, saying something, stepping up, then today is a day that God is saying, get moving. Because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring and you don't know the person that's sitting next to you on the bus or sitting next to you at your desk or that you see every day what their tomorrow is going to bring either. We think that we've got so long and bang, their life can be over and as can too. Now we know where we're going but we still have to answer and be accountable for what we didn't do that we knew God told us to do. And somebody sitting next to you that you see every day You may not know where they're going. And there is a planet of regret when we miss it. So I just want to encourage you this morning. We've got such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Because Jesus died so that we are able to run. Anything we face, he has beaten it for us. Any snare the enemy tries to trip us up, any trap that he lays for us, any assignment that the the devil puts on us, Jesus has defeated it. He has broken that hold if we were appropriate what he has done. You know, the devil does set assignments against us. In Psalm 91, he says, you know, Lord, protect them, that we would rest in the shadow of the Almighty and that we would be rescued from every trap. So yes, there is traps, there is snares, that we, and we've got to watch our path. And when we're getting stuck, we've got to realise, hey, I've got stuck here and do something about it. Not spend 10 years in it. 
Don't spend that. I know that God has spoken to some of you and you're sitting there and you go, yeah, I should be doing that. Well, why aren't you? It's about time because you just don't know how long you've got and you don't know how long the people that you're meant to be ministering have got. And we, it says make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. That there's stuff out there coming against people's lives and you have the message of hope inside of you. What are we doing with it? We have the message of hope within us. We have a race to run. We have a message to share. We have people to minister to. But what are we doing with our days? When was the last time that we shared about Jesus? When was the last time we prayed? When was the last time we got on our knees and cried out for somebody? When have we done that? Or do we let the things of the world and the, and the enemy comes at us and we get taken out? And we get sidetracked and we lose focus on what we're here to do. Love God and love others. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Freely you have been given, you know, freely you've received, freely give. That's what it's about. And, you know, when I saw that on Facebook this week, I went, you know what? It's so true. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You think you might have years and years to share with your family or your friends. And I'm not trying to put the guilt on us. I'm just saying we've got to run our race better and not get so caught up in the things of the world and the things that so easily get us off track. You know, we hear the word. It's like a seed planted in our heart. Yet if our heart is cluttered down with so many other things then that word gets snuffed out, it gets squeezed out. Or persecution comes or hard time comes and the word just withers up. We've heard over and over and over what God has done and what he wants for us to do and that you are a mighty, that you have the DNA and the, and the resurrection power of God residing on the inside of us. But what are we doing with that? You know, what are we doing with that power? We've got a responsibility and yet we, we sit week after week. It's time to run. It's time to run with the purpose and plan that God has put in your heart. It's time to run with the gifts that he has given you. There's some of you are sitting on gifts and you're just sitting there. You're just sitting there. I won't eyeball you, but I know. There's people that have been told to do things. And what are you doing? It's nearly the end of January. Yeah? We're sitting on it and it's time to run. People are getting words and people are getting songs and people are getting creativity and job ideas and direction and ministry focus. And we're sitting on it going, oh, well, somebody else will do it. And we sit back. We sit back. How long are we going to sit back until you, you know, tromped along, moseyed along and it's all done and dusted and you're in the grave? How long do we wait? How long do we wait before we actually run our race the way that God wants us to run it? So I'm here to give you a rocket this morning. Let's get going Run, and when something comes up against you, hit that sucker again over the head and say, that's not going to stop me. That's not going to stop me. If you've got a battle in your head going, and I know because I've been battling some stuff, if we've got a battle going on in your mind of, of negativity, of fear, of doubt, of unbelief, then get the word and hit that sucker until it disintegrates. Yeah? God's word is like fire and it like crushes the rock. There's a scripture that says that it's like fire and it crushes the rock. It crushes like rock. Yeah? 
And we've got to use this stuff here to hit that battle stuff that we get in our minds that we, it's not going to happen and what God has said isn't going to happen. I'm, I'm not worthy. I can't do that. I'm just me. I'm not, I'm not educated. I, you don't know my past. It doesn't matter because God knows your past. And if he gave that to you and he's put that in you, he says you're a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. You're a new creation. You're not a human. You are superhuman. We are supernatural beings. We have all the power of heaven at our disposal. If We will just reach out and tap into it and pull it into us and go, right, let's go. We've got to know who we are. The one thing the enemy tries on us is he tries to make us forget or to doubt who we are. You look in the mirror every day and say, who I am. I am a child of the Most High God. I am a supernatural being. I have resurrection power on them inside of me. When I lay hands on the sick, they will be healed. When I speak, I have the words of God to speak. That I have the mind of Christ. I'm blessed as I come in and blessed as I go out. That everything I put my hand to prospers. That I am successful. That I am prosperous. That I am at peace. That I am complete in Christ. That I have spiritual wisdom and insight and understanding. That I know the love of God. That I am complete in Him. Come on, that's Ephesians 1 and 3. I'm just preaching. Get the word out and sock it to yourself. If you have to go back every five minutes and get the word, then get it. And I know because I've been doing it because the enemy's going bang, bang, bang at me and I've had to put into things that I have learnt. You know, we've got to know who we are in God because that's where the enemy tries to undermine us, to try and make us forget who we are or to undermine the truth of who we are in him. We are, we are super, super able to do anything that Christ asks us to do. Anything that God lays on your heart, anything you see in the word, he says you are able You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yes? But we spend so much time meditating and listening and watching to the things of the world and getting that vision on the inside of us that we have forgotten and we forget who we are. That we are overcomers. That we are more than conquerors because of he he who loves us. You know, the love of God never fails. He shed abroad his love in our hearts and that love never fails. If we tap into that, you know, you're struggling with, with your relationships or you, he says that you are loving, you are kind, you hold no record of wrongs, that you're an overcomer. First Corinthians chapter 13, if you're struggling in areas, get the word on it and hammer that thing until it moves. If you're struggling with your health, get the word on what, you, what God says, that you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, that he is the Lord who heals us. First Peter 2.24, Isaiah 55, 53.55, that he bore all our sicknesses, you know, that he is our peace. If you're struggling with anxiety and stuff, get the word that we are complete in him, he is our peace. You know, meditate on whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever is worth giving a shout of praise about. Philippians 4. This stuff works, but you've got to get it. So anything that comes across your consciousness, anything that starts to rise up in your emotions that disagrees with what God says in his word about you and the revelation that he has spoken to your spirit, hammer that sucker till it's dead. Yeah? Yeah? Because that is the enemy's plan to stop us running our race and reaching the goal that he has set before us that he died so that we might be set free to do. Anything that rises up in your thinking, that disagrees, that comes against what he says, you go after that thing. Second Corinthians 10, I'm going to read it to you. It's how we, it's how we bring down strongholds because 
because um, that's the enemy's plan is to get us strongholds in our mind where we can't think straight and we go, I don't know, I don't know, and then we don't do anything. Yes? And we get in a spin and we don't know where to go. And so 2 Corinthians, if I get in the right book, 10 verse 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of the flesh, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So when you have a thought... Grab hold of that thought. I see it as a butterfly net and I grab hold of this butterfly net and I gather on my thoughts and I go, right, yeah, that's a good thought. That agrees with God. You can go. No, that's a lousy one. Let's bring that in. And make it come into submission to what Jesus has done. If that thought is a stinking thinking, get that thing and say, I rebuke that thought. That is not who I am. That is not my future. That is not the truth. That is not the revelation that God has spoken to me and it's not in his word. And pull that thing down and replace it with what God says. You know, so I might be worrying about the kids and it's like, oh, this is going to happen. And oh, it says, no, the seed of the righteous is blessed and great will be my children's peace. That they will be mighty on the earth and that they will be taught of the Lord. Bang. And I might have to say that a hundred times a day. But that's the truth. Yeah? And so we, just, we bring down every high thought that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of what God has said in his word and what he has revealed to our spirit. Pull that thing down and make it submit. Stick it in the grave. It must submit to the word of God. It must submit to the resurrection power of what Jesus has done for us. He didn't die for nothing, but sometimes we live like he did. We go through life and we do not run. We sloth. You know, we're half dead. We behave like we're half dead when we are not dead. We are born again. Are you getting this this morning? We need a kick. This is January. It's January 21st. What have you done with the 21 days in the new year? Come on. We've got to run our race. We've got to fight. If you don't know what God wants you to do in the morning, say, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with my day? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to speak to? Where do you want me to be? And I will be there. You have assignments. It says that he has planned good works in advance for us to do that we might walk in them. And I don't care what situation you are in. God, have you got a heartbeat? Put your hand on your heart. Are you all breathing? Are you all beating? Yes. Well, then you have assignments. You have a job to do. You have a call on your life. You have a purpose. He says, I, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Come on, we know it. Yet we don't often get out of bed in the morning and live like that. Yeah? That you're an overcomer, that nothing is impossible for us. That the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead, that open blind ears, that unstopped, open blind ears, open blind eyes and unstopped deaf ears that healed lepers, that raised the, the people from the dead, that is within us. Come on, we've got to remember who we are. We've got to remember who we are this morning because when you know who you are, I tell you what, you'll run your race and no, nobody will be able to catch up with you. And if they're meant to be running alongside you, if there's people in your world and they're meant to be there to help you, they'll keep up. Because I tell you what, when you run, you inspire others. 
You know, when I get out on the road and I run, I, and the Lord said, and I'll be like, there'll be cars going choo, 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 past me. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, I'm running. I probably look funny. And the Lord says, don't worry about that. He says, when you run, you inspire others. And I go, really? And then I hear that somebody's taken up running because I saw me running. And I'm like, oh, it's true. When we run, when we run, we glorify God. When we step up, we glorify God. When we shine, we glorify God. And we inspire others to do the same. I read a couple of weeks ago that we we don't help anybody when we shrink back and don't be the person that God made us to be. When we when we do not when we're worried about offending or standing out or rising above the told tall poppy syndrome, we've got to stand up and hit that thing. That is not of God, that thing where you stand up and others will cut you down. That is not of God. We've got to come up over that thing and break that over our nation. God wants you to stand out. So that they will say, look at the ones that the Lord has blessed. That's a sign of his blessing and prosperity and goodness upon us. So others will say, look at them that the Lord has blessed. I want that Jesus. I want that Jesus. I want what they're having. Yeah? So I just want to encourage you this morning. When you have a thought that is contrary to what the word of God says and the revelation that he has spoken to your spirit, when that comes... Pull it down. Take that thing captive. Even if you have to do it a hundred times a day at the start, take those thoughts captive because a battle is here. And say, no, that is not who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. And if you're not sure, get in there and do some homework and dig it out. Write it down. Carry it on you. This is who I am. This is who my family is. This is what my future looks like. This is what my relationships look like. And hit those things. Yeah, because the word of God is powerful. That's how we bring down the strongholds. That's how we overcome. We overcome by the blood of the lamb, what Jesus has done, and the word of our testimony. Yeah? And our testimony is living out this. So I'm going to watch you. You better start running. Because I'm going to come up behind you and go kick and then run ahead of you saying, come on. We've got to run. Yeah? Yeah? So if I know that God has something that he's spoken to you and you've told me, guess what? I'm going to remind you. I am. I'm going to remind you because that's my job. (laughs) Yeah? We have things to do, guys. Let's make this uh, just an awesome, awesome season of our lives. Yeah? Because God is good and his goodness is he's faithful and he's good. And if you've got things you need to work through, just get stuck into it. Don't go another year or a year and year just, you know. You have a testimony. Very good. Come here. Just yesterday, um, we went on the streets again and there was just a really small group. There was just four of us, uh, Mike, Ben and myself and Lardy. And um, so we just decided each week we're now going to a different suburb, different area. So we're in Subi yesterday and, yeah, I have to um, agree. Sometimes I fight like, oh, you know, I could, you're walking down, you know, all the fashion designers and you just want to look at the clothes. Like, I love shopping. So I, I just had to know I'm willing to be used by God today. <laughs> Go back to being willing. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, die to yourself. And I just started, I noticed this man kind of limping slightly at the train station. 
So I said, oh, Mike, we should talk to this person. So we went up and um, just asked him, oh, we saw you limping. Um, what's wrong with your leg? And they're quite surprised at first. like, And then they just see that you're normal people and they're just like, oh, okay, yeah, well, actually, um, I had an operation on my foot and uh, the operation actually damaged three of his tendons. And also his back is out of line by like a centimetre. So it's a constant pain all the time. And um, so we said, oh, he said, are you a doctor? Like, why did you ask? <laughs> uh, no, actually, we, we just go around and ask uh, if we can pray for people. So, yeah, we asked him if we could pray for him. And he, he said, why not? So we prayed. <laughs> Uh, but actually, we asked him to sit down because usually, if the back's out of line, the feet are not the same length. And it was really noticeable. His foot was like this much shorter than the other one. So we prayed for his foot, and um, it started to come out. And he got up, stood, and he was like, Wow, what did you do? Because it was, just felt so much better. And so I said, oh, let's, let's just check again that it's, like, fully in line. And it, it, yeah, it fully came into line. And then we prayed for his back and prayed for him more. And we're just sharing, like, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're Christian. And so many people say they're Christian, but they don't actually do anything about it. They don't – you wouldn't really know. And um, Mike was just sharing how uh, it's just – for him, so important that he is what the Bible says a Christian is. Like you, you actually are uh, loving people, just showing God's love. And he was, yeah, really touched. So hopefully, he went to the church in Subi today because he said he hasn't been since he was like a a little kid. Um, but he he was really really touched that we we took the time to do that and yeah you see it's not that hard and if you feel like it's too hard to do it by yourself then take a mate yeah take somebody else that's why it said go out in twos in the bible where jesus sent them out in twos if you find it hard then take somebody along with you find it hard to pray then pray with someone else but you see god is faithful to his word he said go into all the world preach the gospel said lay hands on the sick heal the sick Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. He's not going to ask us to do something. He's not going to enable us and equip us to do. So let's get busy. Good job, Naomi. Keep keep at it. Now, Naomi, a year ago, she would have been petrified to go out in the streets. You see, so it's just taking those steps and being willing and obedient and you'll eat the good of the land. Is it good doing that? Yeah, is it the biggest buzz you get? (laughs) The best. Yeah, it's what makes our life rich and meaningful and you're living out your faith and it's not boring when we do that you know it's not boring it's like just makes you come alive on the inside when we're doing what we're made to do that's what we're made to do some of the things we're made to do yeah so let's let's run guys amen i'm going to pray for you all lord i just thank you for your goodness i thank you for your mercy and your grace upon us lord and that you don't that you don't speak to us to condemn us, Lord, but you speak to us to set us free, to inspire us, to lift us higher, Lord. And so I pray that the words we've spoken and the things we've heard today, 
and how you've ministered to us, Lord, that it would inspire us to do exploits for you, that it would lift our vision, Lord, that it would lift our frequency to believe and live above above the things that the world tries to pull at us. Lord, I pray that you would shift mindsets, that you would remove strongholds, Lord, as we dig into your word, Lord. I just speak to those strongholds in our minds and our hearts in the name of Jesus, and I tell them to be loosed in Jesus' name. Lord, negative, anxious mindsets that they would be removed, Lord, and you would bring your perfect peace. Lord, I pray that we would have spiritual wisdom and insight into the knowledge of who you are, more, Lord, that you would flood our hearts and our minds with your love, Lord, that we would know how high and deep and wide and long is the love of Christ and that we would be complete in that love, Lord. Lord, I pray that through your mighty work within us that you would do far above and beyond what we can ask or think or dream or possibly imagine, Lord, because of your work in us. And I just believe for great things this week, Lord, for us to step up and out and to run our race. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen? Amen. Have an awesome week. Text me when you do an exploit. I'm expecting to hear. And, uh, yeah, watch out because God's, God's busy and he, and he wants to use us. Yeah, so let's not step back anymore. Let's step up. Alrighty, let's have coffee and food. <laughs>